You can see my award-winning climate comedy show spoilers at a festival near you, provided you live near or are going to McHuncliffe or Wells Comedy Festivals. More dates added soon near you, conceivably, who knows what might happen. And if you are at Mac, come and see ComCom Redacted live at 4pm on the Saturday. Go to stuartgoldsmith.com and click the very attractive banner image to find out more. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Stuart Goldsmith. I'm so pleased to bring you this one. This is an interview with Kim Noble, artist, comedian, provocateur and currently cleaner. Uh, Kim Noble is, I mean, artist doesn't really do it justice. Well, it does. I mean, artist is a big term and it does completely do it justice. Is it live art? Is it comedy? Is it performance art? Is it just dressing as a member of B&Q, a member, a staff member of B&Q, going into B&Q and engaging with customers and then taping it and using it in a show and then sometimes going into B&Q but not taping it. Oh, there is so much to enjoy here. I'm a big fan of Kim's work and I find it also challenging and provocative and often difficult and it's excellent. But a really good starting place is his Futile Attempts podcast, which you can find wherever the hell you found this. And... um get stuck in that. There's little cameo appearances from people like Adam Buxton and Julian Barrett. But the meat of the show is his extraordinary brain getting to grips with different aspects of life, I suppose, and kind of applying himself to things and getting things wrong, sometimes torturously so. Um, it's its its own thing. It's not really like anything else. And I recommend if you are new to Kim's work, uh, start with the episode on running, uh, because I think it is his, it's the most accessible of the ones I've heard so far. Um, and uh, once you're once you're hooked on that, go back to the beginning. Is that fair to say? I don't like to sort of mediate your experience. I'm familiar with Kim. So I started at the top and went, Oof. <laughs> and I think if you're less familiar, maybe there's a gentler way of applying yourself to his work. But I really hope you do. Um, there are 30-ish minutes, really good 30 minutes, about um, Kim's most recent meltdown. Quite a, a, quite a meta conversation, which I'll explain to you later. And the story behind uh, the end of Noble and Silver, um, who in the production notes, the show notes, production notes, show notes of this episode, you can find a link to one of my favourite episodes of their uh, show. <laughs> I have to choose your words carefully because it's art. Um, this is all, all of those things, obviously, from the context there, are available to members of the Insiders Club, which you can join at comedianscomedia.com slash insiders. Let's get stuck into this. Ah, oh, I'm so proud of it. This is Kim Noble. I'm in love with your podcast. I love it. Oh, I've, got, I've got half of it left and I've kind of been saving it because I don't want it to end. Because it's, I tell you what, with that having said, the the first thing I feel I should say to you is that 
my experience of you is only based on your work. Like we've never met. Most people I have on the show I've gigged with at some point or another. Um, and it's it's really, I don't know if surprising is the right word. It's lovely to see you smile and kind of have a bit of a twinkle in your eye. <laughs> because clearly when I'm listening to the podcast, when I'm watching, but I've, I've seen a bit of Noble and Silver on YouTube. I saw You're Not Alone live uh, Soho years ago. And it's it's kind of you are distant from it emotionally. No, that's not even the right word. It's very emotional stuff. But you're not kind of there's no glad handing. There's no kind of it's not necessarily delivered with a twinkle in the eye. It's almost like you've made an effort for there not to be a twinkle in the eye. Is that fair? Yeah, there was one bit in the there was one bit in the this podcast that we just made, and um, I laughed at I laughed at a line that I wrote. Yeah, and on the thing, yeah. And, um, I re- we really wanted to keep it in just as a kind of like, well, actually, but fuck it, we took it out. Oh, well done. Yeah, we took it out because it was like, oh no, no, keep to keep to. I I think to be honest, though, when I'm like performing or something, I am quite, I am really serious. It's not like I just don't have the when I'm in my own space I, or. You know, I, I enjoy kind of dicking around a bit, you know, and um, yeah, but that's weird. Yeah, I yeah, I do come across as that life is shit most of the time, and, and or it's just dark. And yeah, I, that, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I don't, and I don't mean it to be critical at all. It's just like I'm really interested because my own experience of you, my only experience of you is your work, which is mm, often mm. challenging and provocative. Yeah. Like, but, but at the same time with the podcast, there are jokes. It's not just, it's not simply a piece of challenging and provocative art. It's very no, no, funny. No, I've been stupid. listening to the running one today, the stuff with the yeah. treadmills. You yeah. know, th- like it has like a, rigorous isn't the right word, but it's like, you're definitely out there to make people laugh. So I suppose part of me was like, I was, I'm wondering how reserved Kim will be because all yeah. I know is the stage version of Kim yeah, 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 and the, yeah. the fact, you know, the PR blurb stuff about you, the yeah, fact of your yeah. depression, that yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. Let, let's yeah. talk about the, the decision you made then to take that laugh out. Because presumably that decision is based in like you don't want to break the the thing that you've established by revealing yeah. that you're having a, that it's making you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we we did take it out just because because of because of also I suppose I hate on although I'll probably laugh here because I've got a really bad once someone says to me don't laugh <laughs> I automatically I really bad poker face and really struggle with not laughing um but I also hate comedians laughing at comedians you know I mean I just hate that that's just me but comedians laughing at comedians are or me laughing at my own joke it's just that's just the worst isn't it what, in a way, is, do you know what I mean? That, I, mean like, I, I do know in a way, but why is that the worst for you? Because it because it makes you seem like too much of a comedian comedian. Yeah, so so self indulgent. And uh, when you said, I remember what I was going to say now. Thank God for that. Jesus Christ, I remembered that's so good. Um, it was about the fact you said it was comedy. In a way, because it was it was um commissioned as comedy, right? It is it's it's kind of commissioned under a comedy bracket, so. When I was um, when I first showed it to uh, the the production company, they said it's it's okay, but it needs to be twenty percent funnier. And which I love that, <laughs> um, 
because it was like, okay, what is 20% funnier? Let's just make it shorter and chop out the bits that aren't as funny. And that's what we ended up doing. Is that so right? Was, yeah. So you literally was, fulfilled the brief mathematically. Yeah, just by, just, just by chopping out the serious bits. I think it's strange because I don't quite, I'm not very funny. Uh, as your listeners all sadly come to realize. And, um, um, but I know that the work is that I do is sometimes funny. I hope it's funny. An interesting thing, sorry, I'm just chopping right around here, is that I don't think I am a comedian. I don't know what the hell I am. But I know that, uh, you know, it's great making people laugh and stuff. And that's a really important part of my work. But it's not the only thing in my work, I don't think. And But then when I'm doing a show, a live show and no one laughs, which does happen at all, that is just the most devastating thing. I judge a show being good by the amount of laughs I get, which is kind of what comedy people do, right? That's what you do, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely, to an extent. If if people are really laughing, you think, oh, fucking great. If they're not laughing at all, I mean, some shows I do, like, silence throughout, and it's just like, that's devastating. But people then go, no, no, it was a really great no, don't. You're just judging on people laughing, which like, yeah, of course, but man, I suppose with what you do, if you do a show and no one laughs, it still oh. is functional as a piece of art. Whereas if I do a show and no one laughs, mm. it's just it's nothing. It's nothing. It doesn't exist. Oh, oh, that's harsh. No. Yeah, I mean, well, to me or to you, <laughs> for, for you. Yeah, I mean, well, that like. It, it still might be a story. Like the simplest analogy, I guess, would be like if I was doing a storytelling show and it yeah. had loads of jokes in it and none of the jokes yeah. made anyone laugh, I still would have told the story. Yeah. And I guess yeah. with, with what I've seen of your work, what you do is present a kind of collage of ideas which yeah. connect to each other in jarring and surprising ways. And yet also they have a kind of internal naivety. They almost have like a kind of a, a clown-like naivety in the way in which you... <laughs> Mate, I'm a big fan of your work and you're just going to have to get used to it because I feel like you flinch every time I pay you a compliment. <laughs> no, it's really interesting to hear. It's like, wow, you, you really, you're really you really good, man. You really know... Your, I mean, I, I, you know your stuff, don't you? Thank you. I, I mean, yeah, I've I listened so. to a few... Um, you know... Yeah, wow. Yeah, like John... John, You you and chatting to John Kearns and it was like, yeah. wow, that's a really kind of... Because he's a craftsman, I think you were talking. You were like, yeah. oh, it's like, wow, that's why I was a bit nervous about this. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that. You're right. Carry on. Yeah. Sorry. So, so you, so you, you collage stuff together, mm. and it kind of it reminds me. I went to a wanky art college. I don't know wh- wh- what art. Oh. Go on. Where? Dartington. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that used to be really that. You, well, long time ago, that used to be amazing and really wanky. No, you're really wanky. I went there in. I graduated in two thousand, so oh, it was wow. pretty wanky. Um, so I can That's use the amazing. word intertextual without blinking and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Totally so I, good. So I'm yeah. into. I'm interested in what you do from the point of view of the the, the provocative comedy in it, wow. and from the point of view of the clowning in it, yeah. and from the point of view in how you collage ideas. Because I t- just to to look at that. The, the artistic conversation, yeah. one of the problems I had when I was at, you know, it wasn't quite art school, but it was, you know, yeah. like a, a sort of head exploring territory, um, was that it seemed to me like so much of art was just kind of a tombola. You just put in a load of ideas and you pull the lever, they smash against each other 
in different yeah. ways. And then the artist can sort of stand there afterwards and go, see, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I found that very frustrating at the time. Yeah. But what I love about your stuff is that the internal logic that leads to the, the idea being funny is that it, it, it makes sense. It's like it's carefully selected ideas. I don't ever feel like yeah. you've just done the first weird thing you've thought of. No, no, there's certain, there's a huge, you know, working process that comes to, to get to that, to get to that point. Can I, uh, this is ridiculous. I'm not changing the sub- subject, but I'm going to just say I'm really rubbish at talking about my work. That's why I realised in that your first sentence, I couldn't even answer. How bad is that? <laughs> and I suppose in a way, I'm going to talk about my work a bit, but it's like, I feel like a lot of the times I, I like with the last show, I, I did, the, the subject matter didn't come through until it was presented. Does that make sense? Mm, I yeah, don't absolutely. often talk about. I don't yeah. often talk about my work like this or analyze it. I'm not particularly, as I said, eloquent or, or it's rude. That's why I'm like smiling a little bit because it's really kind of nice to hear w- w- you talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, or someone else? Because you know I'm a narcissist and it's nice, isn't it? But <laughs> it's also that fact of um, that my brother said just the other day something that Keats said I'm being a wanker here Perfect. that you don't um you don't jump in a lake and then swim to the bank and analyze it yeah if that makes sense I know that undermines your whole podcast it so really does yeah 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 t- and, totally. and that's not the first yeah. time it's the first time we've had Keats on it but yeah. there's a lot of you know if you analyze the frog you kill it and that yeah, kind of stuff yeah um, and and so, and so and I I'm aware that's what this podcast is about is about to is is but I'm it's something I, I'm not very comfortable with doing actually or comfortable at so that's at, at times can your listeners give me a bit of a break because I might be taking an extra minute to think about your uh, your questions and answers of, that's, of course that's, they can there you go of course Thank they you. can and I, and I think as well in the I mean I've done a lot of these and when I yeah, had man. I had Greg Turkington on the show do you know yeah. Neil Hamburger oh, yeah. yeah yeah so I mean he's he's someone if I think of you in the kind of pool of your your wow. peers, arguably, someone like Hamburger or Kearns, yeah. you would kind of go, yeah, you're in a similar... Or Rob Orton. I don't know if you've seen wow. Rob Orton. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's work with, like, integrity is, like, the most important wow. element of it. And people in that pool often yeah. don't like talking about it. And it took me years to get Greg onto the show. And he sort of opened by going, I hate talking about my work and I yeah. won't promote this interview in any way, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. which is yeah. that was sort of yeah. the deal we made. Oh, shit. So, He's much better because you asked me and I, I jumped at the chance straight away. <laughs> well, so I was, I was surprised better. that you were up for it, to be honest. I think your um, PR offered it. And I went, really? Have you cleared this with Kim? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I... I, oh no, I went, I think it was after John Kearns' show, I sound like a, a name dropper, but I'm saying John Kearns isn't name dropper, that's okay, isn't it? Uh, I think pointing out that saying it isn't name dropping is a slam. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, after his show, his, his or Tim Key's show, we went out uh, for a drink and it was like the three of us together and it was like, it was such an amazing evening for me to be part of that and I felt all of a sudden for the first time in ever really like part of a thing part of a group of like you were saying you're yeah. in it. and it was like wow I've actually this is a they probably won't remember it at all but oh, for me it was on. like a really special <laughs> like 
like yeah hour or a couple of hours it was just yeah talking about that that group of yeah I, yeah yeah anyway i will talk about my work so it's fine i think just to just staying on that on the the nature of community in comedy yeah. Again, you because of the the sort of distance. I get. I mean, mm. I'm perceiving a certain amount of distance between you and the comedy world in that you aren't a yeah. comedian in inverted commas. But I'm not anything though, right? Well, you're I definitely about, something. I, I'm definitely something. But I thought about this before because I've almost had. I've gone through this conversation, this podcast with you in my head quite a few times already. Okay, okay, uh, that's just how I roll and. One of the things that I came up with was I thought you were going to ask me what do I do or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think people don't really know what sure. I do, right? I, oh, not... we will at some point have to establish for the audience what it is you do. But equally, yeah. I can do that in the blurb of the show. We don't. Oh, I don't good. have to force you. Well, to that's it. well. I was that. I was kind of trying to work that out. I was kind of thinking, am I? It, it was interesting. You know, the, the, you, we started with talk. Oh, I'm trying to. I am trying to bring subjects back in. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm just about to say that talking about the, I said comedy. I was billed as comedy in the podcast. That's that was that. Um, it, it, I'm a, I kind of am a comedian that doesn't do comedy. I'm a filmmaker that's never made a film. Uh-huh. I'm a writer that isn't published. I'm an artist that never gets invited to do exhibitions. Um, I'm a theatre maker that hates performing, and to the extent that I feel ill and I, I try not to do it. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know what I am. But is, do you feel like if we invented a word for, or if you stumbled upon a word for what it is you do, like if you found yeah. out that, like, oh, you're like, if if I now and I don't have yeah, such yeah, a word, yeah. but if there was yeah. like a, oh, in in France, two hundred years ago, they'd have called you a something something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Would, would it would it help if there was? How would you feel about it if you went? Oh, that's what I do. I'm kind of like a collagey sort of yeah. provocative kind of you know what I mean if if there was yeah. a label would it suppose, feel comfortable to have that label or would it feel like oh bollocks it must have been done before then yeah I, I suppose you're right I, it's quite nice not uh, don't get me wrong I I know that I have a label I do comedy that's fine it's not I'm trying to battle against it um but it was when I first started doing theater comedy theater performance art whatever it is I mean performance art sounds so wank doesn't it well, it does, but I'm used to talking about okay. performance art. So, yes, it does. I, I think we're, we're probably aware that the outside ear will regard it as a bit wank. But that, I quite like that as well. Yeah. I, do, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy... I do quite enjoy it when people just... Because people have this vision... I, when I've said I'm a performance artist, people either think... Someone said, oh, what, you work down at Covent Garden? <laughs> being still Jeremy painted silver and being still and I was like yeah that's what I do um, it's either that or people think you kind of walk around in naked in, in flower and get yeah. a rose stuck up your ass or something um, but yeah performance art. the, the labelling thing is, is odd because when when I first started making work a lot of when there was press surrounding it that was kind of the comedy press would say well it's not comedy it's art and the art press would say it's not well it's not art mm-hmm. it's comedy you know um it, yeah, it doesn't i suppose it doesn't really matter it to, to an extent but it kind of matters in terms of i think i i think people not only me but struggle when you don't do you know i'm a jack of all trades master of fuck all do you know what i mean and it mm-hmm. means that y- y- people don't really know me in the film world or the 
it's the theatre world or whatever world. Do you know what I mean? Even the comedy world. I'm, you know, you kind of, it's it's annoying for that that you can't go for funding, I suppose, or opportunities. It's yeah. nice. If you do one thing and you can do it well, then that's really good rather than doing lots of things. And so I have to be a cleaner as well. And it, it also, not to gloss over that, you have to, you're a cleaner as well. Yeah, yeah. For, for a job. Yeah, yeah. What kind of and, things do you clean? And and people's t- toilets, houses. Okay. And you said and something else? Well, you know, I record it as well, you know. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. So is it how much of a... We'll, let's stay on that for the minute. There's so much okay. to talk about. But so you're... You're cleaning people's toilets and recording it. I was, I, 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 I was. Rec- so I was doing it as a kind of a thing to film, right? Yeah. And then, also because I needed money as well. And then, the project failed completely. That it was for. That was six. That was no. That was four years ago. <laughs> and I'm still doing it. Okay. I'm still, cl- I'm still clean. So. <laughs> You know, I'm still kind of going to people's houses and cleaning. Yeah, I don't... And are you still recording? No, not all the time, no. Okay. Sometimes. Because to, to, to give sometimes. that some, some context, one of the, one of the kind of uh, elements of the, of the show I last saw at Soho, You're Not, you're yeah. not Alone. Is that the, yeah. I've got the title? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Was that you volunteered at B&Q. And so yeah. you applied for a job at B&Q, didn't get it, turned yeah, up yeah. anyway wearing the gear... Yeah. And then recorded yourself working at B and Q, but actually doing the work of working at B and Q. Not just it's not like a sort of like if you were to chuck together a sketch show, you might run in, pick up a palette, and then go, Great, yeah. we've got the tape we need. You actually yeah, yeah. worked at B and Q. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. Again, that was quite similar in a way. Uh because I did that and it wasn't just working there. I was I'd read people poetry. <laughs> dance with people um and sort of record it you know hidden camera record it um and just talk to people actually really kind of engage people in in a slightly surprising way you know and I kind of like man I see I wrote that down see what I look oh this no it's not a it's not a it's not it's an audio thing isn't it what did you I'm, I can see it but I couldn't read it what does it say uh, it's, it said play with expectations I've got all these notes on post-it notes all around me, I won't turn the camera around, of things that I could potentially say to you to be... The Keats one is written down there. (laughs) Seriously, it's just there. I got it in really early. I've only got four left. But I I think it's that thing of... um, With... That that didn't just come through, oh, I'm going to go to B&Q and pretend to work there. That was a kind of long, like, thing over a period of years that ended up me doing that but what's nice about it is you can play you can people come to a theatre and they expect to be moved or they expect to laugh or whatever but in being cute people don't expect that they don't expect you to offer to come around to their house or they don't expect to be read poetry to or danced with or or even talk to you know so it's kind of and most people obviously didn't want to do that. They thought I was a complete dick and they'd be right. But I kind of enjoyed that playing with that expectations. But then I found myself... It, like I went... I drove to Devon and I, 
I took my uniform with me, you know, just for a break, you know, just on my own. And I, 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 looked, I went and I was like, oh, fuck, there's a B&Q in Barnstable. <laughs> and I went there and just spent half a day there. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, you absolute twat? Do you know I Because mean? I didn't have a camera. I just went there and did it just for shits and giggles or something like that anyway. And did and just to, just to stay with that, what was the experience of doing that? Was it fun? Did it was it shits and giggles? Did you no, feel a bit pathetic? It's not actually did... it's not actually shits and giggles. I don't know why I say that because it really isn't. I, I I really don't um I I've stopped doing that kind of thing actually. Um I yeah, uh, it, uh, when I had a ca- when I have when the camera's on, I know it's on, and I know I I could perform or I could get something good for tape. Do you know what I mean? I know that, but often it's when you're just it's you've left it on and you're just doing shit, and then something quite nice happens. Um, it wasn't just for shits and giggles. I don't know. I don't often know why I do do those things. It's kind of and I don't really do them anymore because I'm quite scared. It's quite ner- it's quite nerve wracking actually doing them. You know, talking to someone. Uh, I think that bit actually went in the shirt. You know, there's a few bits where the, the the security are being called on me right when I'm in there, and so I'm having to kind of take off my uniform, pack away my cameras while security guards are coming the other way. I have to kind of walk past them looking like as if I'm shopping there or it's kind of like weird it's it can be it can be quite scary at times and I suppose I took it to an extreme uh with another group that I started filming with and that that went really bad really badly wrong and I started getting death threats because of that so I've kind of stopped I've kind of stopped doing anything <laughs> uh, because it, it can be quite nerve-wracking, I think. I think I used to have the balls to do it a lot, but I don't anymore, if that makes sense. Yes. And I'm trying to... I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes of, like, what the experience of that is like because it might it have a kind of a therapeutic value compared to... Not like a deep kind of psychotherapy yeah, value, yeah, but yeah, I know yeah. when I've done things like that, when I was I came out of college... And I sort of had vague ideas about what I wanted to do. I didn't work in comedy at the time, yeah, but I yeah. sort of, I was a street performer and I would, yeah, I, yeah. I had this idea that the world is a playground that you can just yeah. be in. So yeah. if I want to, I can just go and do some puppetry outside a sh- or inside a shop. Wow. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah, done a bit yeah. of that. And, and the experience of doing that is such a weird feeling in your body because you're sort of going, I'm, I'm not proper, but I'm yeah. like, no one's filming this. But it, I tell you what I'm not doing is I'm not sitting at home feeling miserable about the fact I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think, wow, you're really good, aren't you? Um, I I think a lot lot of stuff that I do is because I, otherwise I would just be doing. I mean, it's nice today because you're you're talking to me or, or, or I've got I'm, I'm making stuff at the moment. That's cool. But yeah, a lot of the time I, I don't. Look, I don't have um, uh, responsibilities, I suppose. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage that I need to pay. I don't, you know, I need to earn rent and that's it in my life. So I don't have, I can get away with almost spending six months in B&Q and not get paid for it. Do you know what I mean? It's quite sad in a way, but. That's kind of just my life. It's kind of what I do. Yeah. Um, 
or what I used to do anyway. Um, but it does make you feel, you're right. It does make you feel like you do you're achi- I've achieved something definitely. I've done something, but wow, it does kind of also, there also, there is a buzz when, you know, let's say when the tape is on and you think, Oh wow, you've just danced with the lady and that was beautiful. And you think you've got it on tape. I think there is also something important about the tape being there or the recording being there. I, I, I used to have an obsession about recording everything that I did. Um, and I think that legitimizes my life a lot, if that makes sense. Yes. So, yeah. So I, um, I, um, for instance, in that show, there was a. I've said this before. I think that I recorded the sound of my neighbours having set, put drilled holes into the wall and recorded the sound of my neighbours having sex. And I did that over a period of period of time, or them arguing, or whatever. And um, but by recording recording it and actually presenting it as a piece of work at say Soho Theatre or wherever it is, it kind of legitimises me and legitimises yeah. my life and says actually this this isn't I'm not a complete madman I'm a I'm an artist because I can present this me work at B&Q and people laugh at it and that's quite funny right but it, it does there's a kind of fine line because I could be just recording my neighbours or listening to my neighbours having sex and that would just be oh he's a he's a bit fucked up that bloke yeah. I mean, someone someone recently just said I do come across as a as a serial killer, which was that was sad. But I think that well, just on on that for a second, I think that might be that's how you come across because you don't present it with a twinkle. Do you mm. know what I mean? And we like it does mm. seem mad from the outside, mm. and mm. and because your, I mean, your physical presence. I remember from seeing you live, you you mm. sort of loom a little bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, what do you mean, loom? I like that. Uh, well, what I does think that you're. Mean, loom? Are you quite tall? How tall are you? Yeah, six one. Six one, or maybe it's, maybe it's just because you're taller than uh, Stuart Silver, so you were uh, the yeah, tall yeah. one. Uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. So, and and at the time, looking back at Noble and Silver stuff, you yeah. sort of tend to wear long black stuff. Yeah. You kind of yeah. have a bit of a looming presence, but yeah, it's it, yeah. it's just, of of course. Listen, someone someone not. Someone who is only peripherally interested in comedy, like yeah, mainstream stand-up yeah. comedy, listening yeah. to this might go, "Well, you you sound mad because you are mad." But <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. you could yeah. you could see how it would seem like that. Totally, but- totally. Because I think there's a there's a. I mean, it is mad as well, right? I mean, it is there is a madness to it. Totally. But it it does seem like there is somewhere, like at one end of the spectrum, maybe you've got a mainstream-ish stand-up comedian who goes to Alton Towers alone for yeah. the sake of getting a bit out of it, thinking something yeah. funny might happen. That's yeah. kind of mad. People yeah. do that. Yeah. And at yeah. the other end, there's, there's sort of what we're talking about with you in terms of recording things. I suppose my question is, if you you work at B&Q and there's a camera there, then that yeah. legitimises it artistically in some sort of framework. Yeah. And yeah. then if the camera, if you discover the camera didn't record, that's yeah. another version of an experience. Yeah. And then yeah. if you're there and you didn't bring the camera, that's another yeah. version of the experience. Really, yeah. artistically, they're not more or less valid than each other. But I guess for you, there must be, is, is there the sense of almost like being adrift if, if the shore is the fact you're going to present it? Yeah. And it, it, you're not recording it, then you're slightly more adrift, and it's still an experience. It's still a thing yeah. you can do with the limited time you have before we all die. 
Yes, yeah. Yeah, but that is quite sad. Yeah, it, it, yes, it is. It's it's still quite sad in a way. And I, 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 I do, I totally stand by someone saying that it is a, a type of madness. That's totally fine, right? I mean, I think mm. that is probably tr- completely true. Um, uh, I think a lot of my work, it does rely on, on sort of uh, the reality of, of, of a shop like being cute. I think a shop like being cute and... The, the reality of that and the people within that structure and everything um and then to put an absurd twist on it i think is all of my work in a way i don't yes if that makes sense i don't think there's a i'm trying to think it all does seem to to feel like that there is a madness to to it all and you know i, I hold my hand up and say i'm a bit mental at times like like we all are you know yeah and I, I think it's almost like the, like what I said about the naivety earlier on, the the fact that there is a logical link between you're doing a show about running mm. the episode that's mm. about, about, about running of, yeah. of, your, of your podcast, yeah. which we must name Futile Attempts, um, Bless you. which is available everywhere. There's a podcast, right? It's available everywhere. Yeah. Um, so the running thing, when you're ringing up, and tell me you can take this out if you feel it sort of spoils yeah, or gives yeah, away a thing, yeah. but like getting in touch with people who own treadmills, yeah. offering, like, presenting yourself as someone who's interested in buying their treadmill, like Gumtree individual adverts, you know, mm-hmm. going along and saying, can I have a go on it? And then mm. staying on it for, I mean, 47 minutes. I don't know how long yeah. you stayed on any of them, yeah. 47 as yeah. recorded. And and just seeing how long, basically, you can stay on someone's treadmill and then doing that every day. That yeah. has a beautiful, clowny logic of that is how someone Completely. who doesn't understand the world might operate in the world yes yeah um it's that that it's interest it i'm not again i'm not very eloquent as you can tell with this little section but i don't set out also i don't set out to 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 do that if that makes sense i don't i don't yeah. it's interesting you talking about the the clown like and the naivety of it i know there is a, a sense of a of a depressed middle-aged man trying to make sense of the world around him is is also the work and trying to live in this world that is sad and depressing and and uh, and, and and well terrible um but yeah i can certainly see that there is a kind of clown-like naivety to that comes across i don't also i just try things out and see how they land if that makes sense it wasn't a uh, when i first started doing that it wasn't Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around someone's house and I'm gonna stay on their treadmill for as long as possible. It, sure. it just doesn't start like it just started as in. I quite like tre- I quite like treadmills. There's something about treadmills that is is. Is that I think I even wankily say it in the podcast that myth of uh, Sisyphus? Um, yeah. You know, man just constantly pushing a boulder up the hill. So. I, it came from that. It came from a kind of like, oh, wow. And I could go and talk. I need, it would be great to talk to people. How can I talk to people? Oh, well, I'm trying to get fit. I am trying to get fit. I'm trying to run to, to for my mental health, right? So it's like, I could do that. And then I could run and talk to people. Fuck it. I could run and set, not go have to go to the gym because I just do it on the trip. So it was a kind of rolling process. It wasn't like, oh, this will be fun. I don't, even in with shows or anything, I don't necessarily go right. I'm going to do a show about 
loneliness or I'm going to do a show about it's kind of just about my life and running is part of my life so I just did it and then I found that actually if you go around people's houses and go on their treadmills they don't tend to stop you to be honest it's really weird it's it's kind of it's actually quite odd that people don't with with the one that's in the the podcast I think I had to say to him I'm I make it. I even started talking about making a podcast and stuff. Would he be in it? And he said, he said no. But I think that that was him. But yeah, there was lots of yeah. There were, it was a week where I would just go go and do meet lots of people, and and it was really in some ways, if I was being really true to the podcast or true to the art, and it wasn't billed as comedy, I would have probably just had me on a treadmill going to people's houses and talking to them. Yeah. And doing that thing of trying to stay as long as possible and seeing where it would lie. Could I stay the night, for instance, in, in their house? Um, I have d- <laughs> kind of done things similar to that before. Trying to stay in, you know, uh, I mean, in the while well, I've been cleaning, one time I slept in someone's attic and they didn't they had no I- idea. Um, yeah, they went. Yeah. Anyway. Um, does that make sense? I've, in some yeah. ways, I feel like I've just used it as a joke. That's when it says no, comedy. No, no. I, I feel like, in a way, I have, I have just. It is. I don't want to. Sorry, mate. I don't want to put you down or anyone. That's, I, I, when I say just comedy, I don't no, no, mean no. just. I don't mean just comedy. Like comedy's right the bottom of the pile, man. <laughs> I don't mean that. But in some ways, I am aware that of it being comedy because. I chop it up and go to the next thing straight away. I'm I'm not being true. If I was being true and honest to a piece, as as a piece of work and as a sound, I, I probably would have done something different with the treadmill bit. I use it. I get the funny bit in there and move on. Right, that's what I do. Yeah. In in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, because I'm aware that it is comedy. So, um, yeah. So this is Kim. We're going to find out more about him and how he works and the pitfalls, the pros and cons of dedicating your life to your art in the way that he has. And uh, we're also going to round off the interview on a sort of <laughs> on a sort of positive. Um, so look forward to that. Loads more still to come. Go to comedianscomedia.com slash insiders to get 30 minutes of extra stuff, including I mentioned this meta conversation. We have a conversation about how Kim kind of planned or or had the notion at least to um, to record this podcast himself and sort of take control of it and chop it up and do things with it. Or that that kind of stuff. We're working in the field of recorded media, and I obviously had certain collie wobbles. That I mean, you remember in the Stuart Lee episode, I found myself saying to Stuart, as an as an interviewer, you do worry that you're going to become fodder somehow for material. There's a sort of similar possibility here, I suppose, which I was kind of aware of. And uh, we talk about Kim's thoughts on that, and we also talk about the ways in which it would serve him to do that and and you know to kind of retake control over the process it's a really fascinating thing it's a bit deep even by the standards of this chat so i've saved it for the insiders comedianscomedian.com slash insiders two pound a month is your minimum subscription um but you can pay as much as you want above that although you don't get any extra stuff because it is 
democratized content in it. So more from uh, more from Kim Noble. And uh, oh, after this message, come and um, do come and watch the understand it. We had an incredible episode last night with um, Claire Lim with uh, Sakisa, who was just a revelation. She was fantastic. Uh, Claire, very, very funny and, and exciting, too. And then a full 20 minutes of chat about Marcus Brigstock's actual chameleon Roy that he actually owns in real life and a lovely little bit of lip syncing. So next week, Tim Vine is our headliner along with Tom Ward and someone else, mystery guest TBC, um, at 9pm every Monday at infinitesofa.com. I hope to see you there. Let's get back to this episode with Kim Noble. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you compare it to, and I'm very hesitant to do this, but I'm yeah. comparing it to being not like other things. Yeah. If you compare it to like a Dom Jolie stunt where he yeah. dresses as a snail, crosses the road and upsets people because they're honking yeah. their horns and stuff. Yeah. That idea, you get the impression that idea is kind of pitched and workshopped and maybe it's entirely him, maybe it's in a team, but the idea is what would be funny? Let's do a funny thing. Yeah. But with you, the idea is... It's not even the idea yet. It's mm. I am fascinated with running. What mm. is it I'm fascinated about? How can I express that? How can I explore that? And you go on a genuine journey of trying to work out what this thread is that you're following. Yes. And then yeah. once it's once you've got some stuff, then yeah. you're in a position to go, right, I'll get out of the funny bit. Uh, exactly. And also then you can manipulate the, the, the funny bit and then go back or work work with that and say, oh, this is actually... The idea of going to people's houses to 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 use their treadmills that, that advertise on Gumtree yes. is is now this is good this is but I just did it once thought and then and then carried yeah. on doing it it wasn't like yeah exactly and also the there's there's an element of I mean for sure I knew that I was making a, a recording a podcast but a lot of the things that, even in the podcast actually I'm not saying all of it but all my shows I, I don't you know I'm not really setting out to I don't set out to do a theatre show. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'd say pub, I don't know how much content of that podcast is, but I didn't. Some of those the things I've recorded weren't for a podcast. You know, it's not like oh, yeah. one day, oh, great, my dad's dying, brilliant, I can record it for a podcast. That's fantastic news. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm just recording stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the treadmills was recorded for that for that purpose to go in there but there's yeah i've got fucking hours of material of me on bloody treadmills do you know what i mean yeah ridiculous (laughs) people kind of looking at me slightly strange when will this fucking weirdo leave my house but letting me carry on how is that how is that in the moment like i i get the impression that at this stage in your career or in this stage in your experience as a as a a person that goes around people's houses or a person who, yeah. who kind of who like I spoke to Robert Popper 
uh, on yeah. the podcast, and he talked about when he I, I does... listened to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. He was yeah, talking about how the, the kind of the status he adjusts himself to, where he sounds a bit weak and tremulous, and yes. then you get away with more oh. when you're wasting someone's time. Wow, you're really good. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, I, I'm coming back to the mad, the madness thing a little bit. I think. Um, I think a lot of people feel sorry for me in certain situations um, at, let's say, the treadmill thing. or And you do get away with a lot more because people are slightly... They don't want to upset you because they think I've got a mental illness. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or they mm-hmm. think, which which I have, but I, but I, I don't know. But are you kind of way. playing it but, up a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Or are you being well, no, a little no, bit I'm just more being... innocent? Or a little bit yeah, more... Yeah, maybe, yeah. If... if, if um, for instance, I think that's even in the podcast. Like with the cleaning, I made a cleaning award to present to myself. Massive it is, you know. And I, I took it along to this company where I was cleaning for. And it's quite obvious that it's just ludicrous. But they, the people there were like, oh, well done, Kim. Well done. You've done really well. That must be so, you must be so chuffed. And I was like, yeah, I'm really pleased with it, you know. So I think by coming across, and also I think annoyingly, I have to be careful as well because I can come across a bit well, as in this that uh, someone Jen said that I, I do come across like a stalker I, or a or a uh, you know something a bit worse than that maybe. I, you know, I have to be careful. You know, because I can scare. I'm aware that I you say I'm looming, but I can scare people, and I, mm. at times I have to be really. I felt, you know, I was. I record a lot of stuff, so I'm just recording. Like I did quite. I pushed things quite far with a cashier, like filming a cashier over a period of years. Oh, was this and, um, Keith who worked at Morrison's? Keith, yeah, yeah. And I stopped re- filming him, you know, because well, just because I, I filmed him a lot, and um, I went back and I started because I started painting him instead. As uh, rather than start going into Morrison's or, you know, and um, but I went back to get some photographs of him for for research for the painting. In fact, that there's there's one there. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's him. Um, but he saw me taking a photograph of him, and he was he was like, "Oh, you're that guy that keeps filming me," and he looked scared then, and that was like, "Stop photographing me," and I was like, "That really." hurt he was obviously hurt but i realized i'd crossed a line there and i realized i have to be careful i'm just saying i have to be careful i don't know why your listeners need to know that i have to be careful well no of course they will because if you if you listen to if you're familiar if you as the the viewer of your work if you're familiar with what you do you do take things right up to a line and there is a conversation to be had about permission and consent and things like that probably you might I might suggest more so now than yeah. say ten totally. years ago or fifteen years ago. Totally. It's, it's it's definitely more in people's heads. And when you are like you know that you're not a threat, let's assume <laughs> you know. So yeah. so you know if you are pursuing, you know you're an artist. You know that you're yeah. documenting things with a view to yeah. not necessarily using all of it, but yeah. a, but gathering, generating material. But yeah. the person on the other end of that transaction 
doesn't necessarily know all those things. And if they did know all those things, wouldn't necessarily consent. So, of course, you have to be careful. And I suppose yeah. it's good to hear that you have realised sometimes you've crossed the line and pulled back. I assume in those instances that you mentioned there, you have pulled back and gone, yeah. that's it, I'm, I'm done. That's it. Yeah, I, I stopped... I stopped photographing Keith. Um, um, that's okay. His name's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the things that I've I find are uh, probably my moral line is probably a little bit further than other people's. You know, I don't mind, but I, I'm acutely aware that I the joke is always on me. I hope. Do you know what I mean? It's not not at other people it's not at the person's guys whose house it is it's it's the ridiculousness that i want to befriend him or i want to run on his treadmill for a ridiculous reason i hope the joke the joke i don't mean the joke as in there's a punchline there but i, sure. I hope the, the camera is is pointing at me just as much as the other person if that makes sense yeah the victim um, the, victim the victim of the, is the circumstances you yeah yeah and also i suppose you know, there are, I, w I went to Keith's house, you know, I managed to get in there and uh, this cashier, you know, it was quite a strange relationship that developed. And I was always aware that I wanted to protect him and celebrate him as well. It wasn't just a point, it wasn't just pointing at other people, it's celebrating other people's lives as well, you know, um, celebrating a, a cashier's life, I think it was yeah it's 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 difficult because sometimes when you sh when that show was going to go on at soho they tried to pull it quite soon before the sh before its premiere okay. there i know well in edinburgh the travis tried to stop it after the first night um soho also weren't happy they were happy when it went out but you know a couple of weeks beforehand like we can't put this out do you know what i mean um so i'm i'm aware that yeah it is difficult they can't stuff. they can't put it out because they don't they feel like they'd be putting themselves at risk yes. if they used yeah. material that you've effectively yeah. filmed without permission yeah exactly yeah but then there are other times where you know there are this is why a little bit of talking about oh my chair's so squeaky this is why at times that thing of analysing or talking about why I work is difficult because obviously there are things that, you know, it is also saying that, look, I'm a, I come across like a, a serial killer or a madman or something. There is also a, a, a lot of, a lot of editing and a lot of writing and a lot of work that goes into presenting that stuff. Um, and, the, the show at Soho, let's say that there was an issue with, let's say that that particular bit of filming, and I had to, you know, I said to to them, I made a version of the show without anything that was not morally, legally, ethically dodgy, mm -hmm. and it was one minute long. Mm -hmm. I took everything out, and so it was difficult to if you pick on something. Um. It does sound awful, you know. I was, you know, this probably people might be listening to this if they've made it to this point. People <laughs> might be listening to this, thinking, "Oh my God, he's a what a wanker!" But as as a as a whole, I, I hope that there's a whole, you know, the podcast. Let's say that episode is a whole thing. It's not just one me put 
doing one joke at, no. at somebody. It's kind of those things become a an environment, a created environment, a created world, I hope. And these strange things happen within that world almost. Yes. Um, so to take them out and go, it's often difficult for me to take these individual moments out and go, oh, I did this. It sounds like, oh, my God, you're a... You, you can Whatever. swear. <laughs> yeah, yes. sure. <laughs> you, thank you for being so reserved. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If that makes sense, it's kind of difficult. It's sometimes weird for me to go. Oh yeah, to see these. Moments. I, I know the B and Q thing is is a moment in itself, but it was part of a bigger thing of of how do we of, of work of of shopping of of, mm. of of loneliness of 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 you know what do humans do with their time kind of thing you know. Um, I, I think fitted, it's it, yeah. I think as well, if you were, because it's clear that you are an artist, because it's clear to the audience that you are an artist and that you are not doing this to get famous or to get rich, then it it positions you in a particular way. Mm. Because mm. we don't think that the person that you are arguably pestering mm. or or that you have kind of taken advantage of in terms of recording yeah. them without their permission, we yeah. don't feel like you're doing that in order to get ahead so much as to explore an idea. So it's not like if Ricky Gervais were to start doing effectively, you know, what would be maybe prank phone calls, you know, ringing someone at Sports Direct, or, you know, asking them all the questions you ask, um, and then presumably recording it without their permission. I don't imagine that you are calling back and saying, can you sign this waiver for me to use you on my Spotify show, on my my podcast? Um, That... It, it would be if a different person were doing it, we might presuppose a different set of desires yeah. on their part. Whereas I think it's clear from how you frame it that, you know, you talk about um, being the victim, you know, the, you are the victim of the joke in inverted yeah. commas. Then I suppose there is something similar whereby you are not the winner of the situation so much as an artist who continues to explore. Like when the show ends, you will yeah. still be continuing to pull the thread and try and find out what happens next. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really. Ask. Is it that's a, is that a question? It wasn't really a question. No. I it's suppose good. it's good. I, when I first when I saw you're not alone, um, I think I emailed you at the time saying, "Would you like to be on this podcast?" Did you? Yeah. 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 Oh my god! What what did I say? I don't. Think, I don't think you got back to me. Oh. What and I and I wasn't surprised. Thing. To be honest, I was a bit scared to ask because I thought you'd probably say no. And I also thought that if you did say yes, because I hadn't heard the podcast, obviously it didn't exist at that stage. All I knew was that show, You're Not Alone. Part of me was a bit scared because I thought, oh, if I interview Kim Noble, I might end up getting drawn in and something, the podcast is recorded and then chopped up and used in a different... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not to give you ideas <laughs> if you haven't already had them, but do you see what I mean? It's like there's yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there's... I think that's a sad. It's a sad. It's kind of a sad. I find that. Co- I mean, it's it's obviously to have. I mean, it's great. Wow, there's people are scared because I'm quite shy and t- t- I'm very shy. I'm very socially anxious. Like I don't like this mm. lockdown. Is you know, it's, well, it hasn't. A, affected me at all you know I don't go and meet people anyway do you know what I mean so so it's odd that people think that about me and and 
in some ways I, I find it quite sad because I think I'm actually I'm actually okay I'm not I'm not a terrible person you know I'm quite I think I'm I mean I'm not the worst of humanity I'm not saying I'm like right up there but I'm not and I, I, also I, I'd hope that people who know me I think they trust me but I'm aware that um yeah I do that that does happen people don't trust me maybe I, I sad I when yeah recording the podcast someone else said exactly the same thing recently about oh well we just assumed that you would be recording this or you're going to use this anyway in something mm-hmm. on a, on a, on a zoom call do you know what i mean recently um and i was like ah oh, that's a shame i was i was recording it <laughs> and i did use it <laughs> no no um but but it is a long term. This is so. Uh, who's going to be interested in this? But a long time ago, this is personal story. Am I? Mm. Shall I do personal story? Of course. Um, a long time ago, and I'm sure, you know, my best mate, um, we're having this conversation, really in depth conversation, and um, it was the night before his wedding, actually, and. Um, so he was kind of, you know, scared, feeling stuff, talking. And all of a sudden he went quiet during this really beautiful, deep conversation we we're having. And I was saying, are you okay? And he goes, well, I was, but I've just realised you're recording this. Because I was fiddling around with my camera. Mm. I was actually, I had my video cam on me. Um, and I was like, no no, I'm not, I'm really not. And I had to show him the tape. I had to go, I think I showed him the tape to prove that Mm -hmm. I wasn't recording. Man, that was a, that was a, that was a, yeah, that was quite devastating, really. Sorry. Devastating, devastating because you felt that, even, even you felt that your friend thought that you would betray his trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I suppose because I have done, I have done things like that. Not necessarily. To, I have done things like that. To <laughs> you had the decency know. to do them to complete strangers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. Well. Yeah. You know. And my dad. You know. I mean. Recorded my dad without him knowing. Really. You know. He. Um, I mean, he did. Obviously, often I'd ask him and talk to him about it and talk to that I was recording, but then he didn't know what recording was or didn't, you know didn't. This is he had dementia at the time. Yeah, this is it. yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's also you know. But I asked my mum recently, "What well, do you think? Um, do you think I exploited him?" And um, she she felt I I hadn't exploited him because he would have wanted to have supported me in the show i suppose or i don't know oh yeah. man i'm getting morose on i sorry i'm getting a bit... not at all not at all i mean on the yeah. subject of your mum it is interesting that that she figures in the podcast mm. and that actually goes a long way i think towards taking the loom out of it a bit 
You know, like it, it really, not that it, I was going to say it humanizes yeah. you. You're clearly human. But knowing that, oh, there is a person that loves yeah. you. You must be more normal totally. than the piece of us you're giving us. Again, again, that came from that. I, I had no idea that was the case, but so many people have mentioned that. Yeah. I'd know I, I, that wasn't, a, I'm not clever enough to, to go, oh, let's, I'll record with my, I'm just kind of recording with my mum. Yeah. And, and then actually now mum, I'm doing a podcast. Can we, I'm going to talk about this. Do you mind? She's no, not a problem. Um, so, but I, I didn't realise how much of how important she would be to the whole show. I, I had no idea, and I re- realise that now. That's nuts, really, given just purely from an artistic point of view, yeah. that, like, it's such... Um, not obvious, obvious in hindsight, yeah. let's say, whatever, yeah. there's probably a yeah. word for that, whereby, yeah. um, of, of course... The idea that someone like your your mum, you're representing your own family life, your actual yeah. self, would yeah. throw a completely different light on it. That she would. Yeah, that she would. Yeah. It's sort of the yeah. deci- a decision like that is something I would have expected you to make rather than to stumble upon. Do you know what I mean? Because I I rec- I mean a lot of the stuff that I do is kind of autobiographical and recording myself, but that's basically because I. I haven't got the skills or money or capacity to write for actors and working with actors is is expensive and also a nightmare probably. So I do offer that is why I record like oh with my mum and and it, you know you can I realized look I I realized that she would give the give some reality to the to the to the podcast. I realized that but mm-hmm. I didn't realize the sense of oh that thing that you were saying, oh, look, this, there's this guy, but he has got a mum and she mm. seems to be quite intelligent and willing to, to go along with what he's talking about. So things aren't that bad in the world. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that is, um, that is kind of... Uh, when it got to the running episode, having listened yeah. first like to the church episode yeah, and, yeah, you know, the support yeah. group kind of episodes, yeah, when it yeah. gets to the running episode, yeah. I kind of felt... And I've, I've chopped around within, the, yeah, within yeah. the running order, but I felt like, oh, this is... That running one, it's the most, despite where it goes at the end, which I would go to, yeah. it's the yeah. most, I felt like it was, the concept breathed differently. Yeah. It just kind yeah. of felt like, oh, this is open. This is, lots of this is joyful. I'm still, I'm still kind of going, oh, you know, as you have yeah. certain conversations, but yeah. it felt like it was breathing and it felt like it was maybe more outward facing than some of the inward facing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's good because I think I am very inward f- inward facing and that's kind of a bit bit boring for people especially when I'm you know I'm trying to make another piece of work now and it's like oh my god it's just me moaning about my life and how many how much can I how often can I do that you know I kind of feel I make the same the same piece of work you know over and over again I got me down a little bit and um so that's good I I really like that that I think that's because it came from the fact it was just a subject running that i suppose it was in a way it was the first time i go oh, i'm going to do a subject i'm going to set out to do a, sh- a podcast about running having said that i don't do that at all i did set out yes. to do that so p- perhaps maybe that's maybe that's why and yeah she does bring a sense of joy intelligence to it and also there's a slight yeah and there's possibly some you can notice that there's some care for me you know mm-hmm. in the things that i do from from her and there's also a perhaps she's humouring me slightly as well at, at just going along with it because she doesn't 
quite get it. Yeah, maybe, which again would sort of readjust yeah. the, your your status. You know, having yeah. someone well, not get the better of you, but someone yeah. see you from the outside and they yes. they know more about you than you do for once. Yeah, totally, whereas you always yeah. know more about the situation than yeah. the other participant. Yeah. I tried to make a TV series not that long ago, but it got kind of, but they just didn't want it. Do you know what I mean? They commissioned it and then they saw the pilot and said, there's no way we can put this out. You know? <laughs> um, can, can you tell uh, us why? I mean, just, well, I imagine it's because well, it's ballpark, similar yeah, sort of yeah, issues of the, permission. The, the and... stuff. And also it was fucking rubbish as well, uh, <laughs> possibly. And I kind of went mental while making it. So it was a mixture of all three things. I think there was a scepticism of like, oh, wow, can... Yeah, there was a nervousness around my work on, on of putting it out there when I felt they needed something that was going to yeah be a bit more mainstream, I suppose, because that's going to bring in the advertisers, you know. Because mm. um, I don't think pe- people don't really... Oh, man, I'm really talking, going off on one into something area that people don't... It's harder, isn't it? You know, people need the gatekeepers want things that are going to play to a mass market and my my stuff doesn't play to a mass market you know it's, it's kind of i think it's at number 189 in the podcast charts for comedy <laughs> that's fine in north, there's in a lot north, of podcasts in, in, in north london in, in, in north london <laughs> by middle-aged depressed men what does what does success mean to you you've mentioned a couple of times that you don't feel successful and yet i mean from the I don't know if this is a useful perspective, but I guess from my perspective, you do stuff and the stuff you do that I hear about is Mm. celebrated. So Mm. I imagine either you're doing, yeah, you know, like I, like I know your name and you're like the sorts of people, the sorts of people who I like Kern say, who you might think of as, if not your peers sort of chronologically, but the people who are interested in the same area, who treat comedy with a sort of reverence as well as Mm. a disrespect, you know, the kind of less commercial, more Mm. artistic Mm. end of the spectrum, maybe. Um, I think that the people who you would like to like your stuff, like your Mm. stuff, Mm. which is success. It's a success. Yeah, it is, it is a it is a success, and I, I I'm I'm thankful for that. If that is the case, I don't know that is the case, but if that is the case, then that's yeah. I yeah, it is. Someone came up came up to me, and it was um yeah. I was in a I was in a bad way. I was sat, sat on a tube station. This is a couple. Like a year ago or something, and um, yeah, he came up to me. I was just, I was just sat there, like, and um, yeah, and he 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 kind of really complimented me, and it was like, wow, <laughs> felt that was a success in a way. Do you know what I mean? A really low ebb. Someone say, keep doing what you're doing. It was almost like he was in. Maybe I just made him up, actually, but um, <laughs> I hope he's real, um, but. Yeah, that that, but uh, from behind the scenes, you know, the day to day, I don't think I'm successful. You know, I'm struggling for you know, money's a str- as, as I'm sure lots of people. I mean, I'm very lucky. I don't know how you're getting on, but I'm not. I don't rely on 
stand-up comedy. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. don't know how people... Pe- I know people are really out there having yeah. a tough time. I don't rely on that as my bread and butter. So I am lucky. Um, but I don't... You know, I'm not earning a lot of money. Lots of opportunities... You know, things get so many fails recently on on terms of projects not making it to the end. Um, mm. Films, but you know, I took two years out to write a write a book, graphic novel, because I thought that was a way to for me to not have to meet the public anymore and just do my thing in my room. And and then the publishers pulled out right at the end. And so, two years that was. Um, my my hard drive is really cool. It, there's got a lot of good stuff on there, but there is a lot of failure that comes mm. along. You know, I'm really lucky that the pod, the podcast almost didn't go out. Spotify hate it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, there was a lot of at times having to compromise. Or even with the podcast, it was I was having to. It is a kind of commercial. Yeah. piece of work you know it's not i don't think it's a complete artistic flight of fancy um i think there are maybe moments in there that are i would have liked it to be more that but it's still kind of a here's a here's a podcast that's quite funny it's leads you from a to b to c it's quite kind of commercial in a way and we had to kind of um make it that way i had to make it that way to to get it over the line because it was they didn't want it to put it out. Mm. And there's a lot of projects that are like that. So I don't feel that is a success. I can't suddenly go, hey, phone up, film, let's make a, I want to make a, you know, I just don't have that opportunity. Yeah. And so, yeah. so I suppose that isn't a, I'm not earning loads. Of, I am clean, genuinely cleaning at times for money. Am I? I don't know. I, I'm not sure whether that is a money thing at the moment. Mm. But, you know, I don't, class that as a success i suppose is it an artistic success like with the book you took two years out you made a book they pulled out but you still did all that work yeah and so was the work an artistic success i mean could you take the book somewhere else uh i've tried but it's oh i don't want this to suddenly sound like a me pushing pushing my book out let there. me let me um, push your book <laughs> no 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 uh, is it is it i don't know what is is work someone uh, uh, i often say this to often say this i don't often say this at all there was a there was someone at art school who used to just paint he locked himself in a room he fancied a girl the girl um sort of rejected him and he locked himself in his studio literally painted for three years no one saw his work at all you know he just painted and lots of the i just thought that's fucking incredible yeah really self-indulgent potentially self-indulgent but quite beautiful you know that he that's what he did he, he, he the work was the for me then he opened his, the open the studio up so he did let people to see it at the end you know um and the paintings were okay, you know, they weren't amazing, but they were okay. But it was the idea that he was he was okay with the artwork not finding an audience. The audience didn't matter to his artwork. I, I think for me, the audience is vital to my work, you know, or vital to I'm I'm, you know, look how many, and it's, you know, how many likes do you get on? I am, 
I am I am one of those that if I don't get likes on a on a Twitter on a tweet, then I will be generally annoyed. You know, um, if I put I did a I did an etching last a couple of years back and put it on. It's a really beautiful etching. <laughs> And I put it on. I think an ex-girlfriend put on her hair, post of her haircut around the same time, and she got like two hundred and thirty-eight likes, and I got fifteen. Um, and that was, yeah, that's not success, is it? Isn't it? Come on, of course it is. That like, the, why are no, you but using be the like, amount of likes on a on a I website do. as I any do. kind I of? Do. Why is that important to you? Uh, well, I don't know. It feels like it. It feels like it is it legitimate you know you see lots of people wow look, so i don't have a a big audio you know i don't have a big and that's great yeah. i'm not trying i i'm not saying i want commercial success i really don't but I, I don't know i mean perhaps numbers don't matter i mean oh god i'm going to mention another name uh, adam i i interviewed bless his heart he was lovely enough to come on the podcast and I interviewed him and he was like surely you I said look success for me is lots of people listening to the podcast and he's going ah it doesn't matter does it and I was like yeah no it really does people listening to it does matter um and he goes no that doesn't but he was uh, he's probably only saying it doesn't because he he knows that his stuff is going to get listened to Mm. does Mm. that make sense I don't know I'm paranoid that people aren't going to look at my stuff or I'm paranoid about numbers who come to my theatre show. Look, I'm I'm obsessed by the amount of people that come and see my 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 stuff at wherever. If it's not a full house, I feel like I've failed. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think a lot of the 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 fear comes from fa- the fear of failure, especially on stage where I know lots of this can go wrong. Um, yeah, I I want people to oh, I sound like a such a fucking oh my god. <laughs> Come on, you want people to what? Well, I want I, you want people to to enjoy your stuff, right? You you yeah. want people to come to your shows and love it, and you want you you'd probably rather play in front of five hundred people than than thirty two socially distant people, or you'd probably rather have a full house at here, and and that is a buck because that's a fucking buzz, right? Um, and you want, and so if only fifteen people like an etching you've done, yeah, and two hundred thirty-eight <laughs> like an ex-girlfriend's haircut, are slightly demoralising, right? Yes, it's demoralising, but it isn't a. It's not a statement of fact. Do you know what I mean? It's demoralising, but it's not a mean. It's not a meaningful thing. It's demoralising, but it's not meaningful. I and other comics listening to this, I'm sure, yeah, have been in the situation where we've seen our peers explode and do and do tens of thousands of seaters you know do 400 dates date tours and the yeah. thing about comedy is it will keep you humble right so yeah. Yeah. I, I can sell a certain amount of tickets in a certain yeah. amount of towns and yeah. can't break that over the last few yeah, yeah. years of touring yeah. and that's really frustrating and so my my kind of uh aerials for happiness my calibration for success has necessarily yeah. had to change. And then I find yeah. myself thinking, oh, I'm happy with this because it's I've done the work right. And then I think, yeah, but am I only happy with it because I have to be, because I'm not as successful as I want to be? Do you know what I mean? Those, those yeah. kind of conversations go on. And I suppose yes. maybe what Adam Buxton, I'm assuming you mean. Yeah, Adam Buxton. yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah. I'm, 
maybe what Adam means is sort of similar to what I mean in the sense of we've all got to adjust to a sort of wild and random number attached yeah. to our following or our yeah. income or whatever it is, yeah. or our number of likes. Yes, yeah. And I suppose maybe because you're working more in isolation than I do, yeah. you are less familiar with other people, or maybe you just don't get you don't get it off your chest with other people in the same situation yeah, as you as maybe. often, and consequently grow yeah. a kind of an understanding of like, oh God, this is all meaningless. I just want to do my stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how stand-up comics do it, to be honest. I really, I really, it, yeah, I, it's, it's, how do you do it? <laughs> Started episode one of this podcast. <laughs> um, how do I do it? How do I, what, how do I cope with it? How yeah. do I cope with it not working? Yeah. Yeah, it's cope, tough. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, sorry, I, I suppose, no, no, no. I, I suppose the, the coping with it is we do it often enough that there'll probably be a decent gig tomorrow. See, I don't know about that often enough because I, I, I mean, for the last, I've been really fortunate. The last couple of things I've done have played a lot. Do you know what I mean? You know, in, around the world and, and, uh, so let's say so theatre for like a long five ten week right five weeks another five week run that's quite a lot but still every night I'd be like oh my fucking god just as just as nervous that people aren't going to come or that it's going to break down as I was the night before in fact it's getting worse do you know what I mean so it's it's I I wish I could be like yeah it'll be you do enough you do enough and you get used to it I, I don't feel used to I don't know I don't feel used to it yet yeah. I don't feel used to um, I'd like to be I'd like to be because it would make. I, I think there's a there's a nerve. I suppose I'm also nervous of, of also technology. I hide behind technology. There's a safety net for me. We're talking yeah. about safety. I hide. In some ways, I present me, but I'm just pressing buttons a lot of the time. They're trying to find the. the I think someone once described me as yeah, just standing on stage trying to find the funny button, you know, on his computer. <laughs> and I, I just, pr- I in a way, could, I do, you know, I just it's lots of pre-recorded things, and I hope that, but there's technology behind it, yeah. And I sometimes the technology breaks down, and I'm exposed, and I don't have, I'm not interesting. I can't. I'm not funny. I don't. I can't have lib. I can't kind of suddenly go to the audience. Oh. Never mind. Let's chat about this. Mm. I'm literally. Oh, it's fucking embarrassing. I, I just like stand there and like walk off. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I hide behind technology, but also when the te- I'm terrified throughout the the shows that the technology will let me down, which it oh fucking hell. Does it feel like I'm jinxing something now? And then and the technology will let me down, and then. And then, which it has done, and then you really see the another yeah. me, which is a completely just a very boring middle-aged man who's absolutely shitting himself <laughs> right now. <laughs> but weirdly, uh, my mum came to see. I don't know whether this is right that we're I'm going down this this tunnel, but because it might not be very interesting for your audience. But one time, the mic stopped working. Uh, and uh, in the last show, and the mic's obviously quite important, and especially because they 
I was using voice changing technology, so I had to, you know. Um, so they changed the mic, so I went up to the back. And I, don't think I, had any, I didn't think I had any clothes on at this point as well. <laughs> I was naked, not, just with a gaffer tape around my cock. Um, and then I went to the back and then, and then came down the mic, carried the show on, and it's like broken everything, and no one was finding it. It was like, oh, the, the spell's been broken in a way, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and then it happened again. And so, um, and I said, and my mum was in. The one night my mum comes down, the show completely collapsed. And I said to the audience, I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I'm not sure whether I should carry on. It's just not working. And this is the one night my mum's come down. And as soon as I said that, and the audience turned around and my mum was in the audience, it was like, (laughs) oh, the fucker, he's fucking playing us. This is all just a a fucking... It's like, oh, no, it really isn't. Yeah. you. I mean, it would be impossible to convince me if something catastrophic or unusual happened during your show and I was in the audience, it would be impossible for you to convince me that it wasn't set up. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's sometimes... Another show I did, seven people... I think it's seven or eight people. It's almost like a whole row, booked tickets, sitting next together. And they all, in unison, stood up and said, shouted, uh, quite a delicate moment in the show like yeah. sensitive moment in the show all seven stood up and shouted kim noble you're a fucking wanker and then all left and um I, you know that for me was i look after the time i was shitting at the time but after the time i was like that is amazing yeah. no one but be- no one fucking be- <laughs> i mean everyone thought yeah very clever but it was like genuine. These people had bought tickets and done that. And I was like, yeah, but no one believed it. Everyone thought it was part of the show. Yeah. And how's your mental yeah. health? Yeah. I, I, I often feel a bit weird about... I don't feel weird about talking. We're really open talking about it. But look, I'm I'm totally fine. You know, I'm not... I'm, I'm kind of like... I'm really lucky. Do you know what I mean? I've got... I know... I kind of know what I'm doing. I've kind of, you know, a lot of sort of people out there just don't have that, you know, and, and might be struggling mentally illness and don't even know. Do you know what I mean? And that's so I often feel slightly weird saying, "Oh," but I, in the summer, I I went, I got really bad over the summer. Really, I was really shocked that this thing suddenly took over me and. It was to do with work and getting up in front of people and kind of leaving the house and stuff. And I was really in a... I wanted, you know, it was bad, you know, and I, it got scary. Um, but I was talking to, I think um, my brother, I think I spoke to my brother a little bit and he goes, well, you know, you kind of hang your, you know, hang your hat off this a little bit, don't you? So got to run your stripes you know a little bit <laughs> and it was well, a bit you're a sort like, of tragic artist so yeah you've got to walk yeah, the walk <laughs> yeah a little bit it's like yeah well you do kind of go on about your mental health and you do get you do talk about it or you, people book you because you're fucking get have depression do you know what i mean it's quite trendy so you might as well you can't complain if you do feel <laughs> shit <laughs> So that was that was that was that wasn't a good 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 time and uh, but I'm fine at the moment. I was surprised, you know, I was really but in, I was surprised that it came I haven't felt like that for so long like about 3 years, you know. So it was kind of weird that wow, I I'm, I've still I'm still I've still 
in that. I still have that, like a lot of people do. You know. I suppose I want to finish by. Oh, also, sorry. Go on. I know. I know you're going to. Oh shit! I just wrapped it up. Just as you're going to wrap it up. <laughs> it's all right. I suppose even this this legitimizes my work and makes me feel good, right? A bit. I hope me so. Talking to you now. It's yeah. Kind I mean, of like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that um, I wield the wand of legitimacy, but you know, but, but I, it does. It, it does kind of make me feel like, oh well, he wants to speak to me. Um, that's quite good. I must have. That is a kind of success for me. I think uh, so. Yeah, that's another kind of. I'm not just yeah. You well, that's it. Do you do you, because you work in isolation, doing unusual things? Mm, yeah. There's an exercise. An exercise. There's a thing I sometimes do in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Where when I'm feeling bad about comedy, and I think, yeah. come on, imagine there are no other comics in the world, and you alone have cracked this secret that you can walk into a room yeah. above a pub and tell them some jokes you thought of, and they'll give you yeah. money and you can pay your rent. Wouldn't you be happy on that basis? <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's a thing I tell myself sometimes. Yeah. 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 I suppose for you, you're in isolation. And mm. so I want to come back to this idea of, of belonging. Like, mm. I, wa- I suppose I want you to feel like you belong. I want you to recognise that you belong and exist within comedy, even if you're sort of detached from it sometimes or orbiting it sometimes. Yeah. You are in yeah. it. And the things that I take from comedy in terms of the community in comedy, yeah. I want yeah. you to have them as well. I want you to oh, go, oh, I'm in the gang. Me. Well, I, I have felt, I did, I, as I say, I did feel like that that time. And, you know, I, I, I have felt that at, at times, you know. Um, so I do, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just putting myself down a bit, maybe being a bit morose for no, no reason. But um, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm part of a community. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Kim. He is one of us. He is part of the community. And it was a joy, a genuine joy to talk to him. And a sort of really interestingly, not that it was a difficult conversation, as I said at the beginning, he, he's so warm and kind of, he has such a twinkle. And it's just really, for me, I love kind of getting my teeth into an artist. I love getting my teeth into an artist. But like really having a proper conversation about stuff. I, I was buzzing for hours after that one. It was really, really good. Um, but also a really good experience. I'm not just reviewing the show now. I think we can all agree that was five stars. Hey, why not pop to iTunes, particularly if you're outside the UK, because it's always nice to be more visible in other places. If you enjoyed that one as much as I did, then drop it some sort of five-star review and like and subscribe and share and all those things I don't bother telling people to do anymore since I decided that niche is where I'm happiest. But um, you can, of course, ensure that other people uh, discover this episode. And um, also a little shout out to Pope Lonergan as well, who uh, sent me an excellent question for Kim. We talked about it in some depth. We talked about Pope himself. All of that stuff is in the insider's material. Apologies to Pope that I didn't more widely shout your name on the actual main show. But Pope Lonergan is a comedian worthy of your perusal and an extremely erudite question asker and speaker as well. That's it for now. I'll post Amble at you in just a second. My thanks as always to editor Nathan Wood, uh, logger Jake Crossland, uh, to Rob Smouten for the music and to your podcast consultant, Peter Dobbing. I've been Stu Goldsmith and I will chat to you if you care to stick around for it. But do check out Futile Attempts, Kim Noble's excellent, very funny and 
tricky and slight. I mean, you can't keep using the words provocative and challenging. It's it's not always an easy listen, but whoa, get right in the guts of it. It's just great. Bye for now. I think I've found I think I've found my therapist. That's good. After a slightly abortive start, I've got someone and they're good. And that's the last update you'll get from me, I hope, for a while. Um, but one of the things now, this is probably a bad idea, isn't it? She she made me um she questioned me about a particular aspect of something and I uh got stuck into it and I'm interested to talk to you about it now because it's a thing, it's a perspective I hadn't really had before. But then at the same time, I've got an instinct going, you don't need to publicise every fucking thing you think just because we've had Kim on the show. I'm not going to start recording and then re-editing my therapy. That would be quite a good idea in many ways, but I won't. Um, no, I just let's let's keep it in um, in safer territory. The episode of Child Labour with me and Sindhu V talking to Amanda Donnett, who is a very, very intelligent and compassionate lady and and not therapist she she works in perinatal therapy perinatal psychology psychiatry one of them the proper one the one you need 3 degrees to do um and uh she is sort of she's a fan of the podcast and uh a fan of the infinite sofa and has become a friend and i invited her on to child labor mine and cindy's parenting podcast and it is an extraordinary episode and at one point these two very powerful women absolutely gang up on me and question me about my own uh, parenting and the way I see myself. And something that she mentions on that episode, I kind of keys into features in the sort of therapy chat in some way, but at a, at a, a safely removed stage, she talks about disappointment and my fear of disappointing people. And that is a real, that's a real... Like, I'd never thought about it in those terms. What I think of as kind of anxiety. So I'm banging my chair there. Apologies. Don't have time to edit that. Um, what I think of as my sometimes chronic anxiety, the low to mid-level, but certainly permanently low-level expectation, hypervigilance, whatever it is, expectation that things will all go horribly wrong. Getting into the skin of that is quite interesting to me alone perhaps to you, but let's face it, this bit is at the end for a reason. Um, you know, what is the all, the everything going wrong thing that I'm worried about? And just on that, on that basis of that episode of Child Labour with Amanda, I started thinking about disappointment and how the, in inverted commas, everything going wrong is often, what the going wrongness of that for me is often about the idea of disappointing people. You know, I get anxious before interviews on this show. And part of that is it's not to do with disappointing you, the listener. That's in there. But obviously, if it goes badly wrong, I can just wipe it <laughs> and lose it or pretend to have lost it. And, you know, I'm in charge. So why would I be worried? But I think that the idea of disappointing people, disappointing my guest, that's really key. Again, that's nuts. I'm sort of holding all the cards, really. Most of the, I'm holding my fair share of the cards. And um, in the interviews, often as soon as they begin and I go, oh, a friendly human and not the sort of cardboard cutout version of them from my anxiety dreams who is disappointed in me or might be or will, will perceive me as an upstart or someone who has rubbish questions. All 
all of these things is nonsense. These aren't hunter-gatherer anxieties. These are these are anxieties that I have allowed to accrete. Well, I learned that word years ago. What a great word to build up around a thing. Anxieties that have sort of accreted around the idea of disappointing a guest. Isn't that weird? What are you what are you scared of? Who are you scared of disappointing? Yourselves? Your parents, fictionalised versions of yourself or your parents or your your former school peers, you know, your or the people you work with. Are you as worried about discipline? You could probably pick that up on the mic. I'm sort of rubbing the outsides of my thighs as I get to grips with the idea of disappointing people. It's one of those things that it has a sort of physical feeling in my chest. I go, oh, the idea, the very idea. So, um... So get in touch. Tell me at ComComPod or info at ComediansComedian.com from an artistic point of view, what the of whom is the fear of disappointment? Not of whom, to whom, for whom? Who are you worried about? Who are you worried about disappointing to the extent that it fucks up your art or your choices? Because it's such a, we talked about following threads on this episode, but as soon as you start unpicking that thread of, oh, I'm like this, Oh, I've been like this for most of my life. I have made decisions based on this. I've probably made key decisions based on this. I wonder what big decisions about who I am and what I do and what small decisions about who I am today and what I do today and who I call and who I don't call and who I email and who I don't email are all based on this big, deep... I'm going to use the term neural network. I only learned what that was recently and it's wrong. It's not appropriate here. I'm just sort of visualising a big lattice of feelings and emotions that sit underneath the psyche, the self, and and if not control your decisions, then at least inspire them and inspire the way you perceive them. Oh, I think I've fallen into some sort of vortex. Better get out. Stuff to do. Thanks again to Kim. What an episode. I do hope you'll enjoy that uh, that extra content for the insider stuff. That's me for now. Get in touch and tell me how you fucked up your art in the past, either publicly on at Concord or privately email uh, email me info at comedianscomedian.com. How have you fucked up your art, whatever that art may be, through the fear of disappointing other people? And what steps are you taking to do anything about it, or to leave it there and not address it. Equally, an option, maybe not a sensible one. All right, bye for now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.